The views expressed are not necessarily those of 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, Compton and Company, brought to you by United Rentals on 1010XL. Here's your host, Ron Compton. Oh, here we go, baby. It's Saturday afternoon, high noon, Chuck Elliott. We're the L House in Tinseltown. Has entered the Sandman. Brings us in. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, boy, boy. Spring training started, I think, yesterday, but today's the Braves' first spring training game against the Rays at 105. Chuck Elliott, Gator basketball at 1 o'clock as they play host to your Vanderbilt Commodores. Right? That's your favorite team, Vanderbilt, I think. They lose to Vandy today. They're in tough shape. Nah, they can't lose to Vandy. They're double, double digit home favorite. You know, uh, last year, Vandy swept Florida. And uh, Todd Golden's first season as the uh, the Gators head coach. Uh, tough, Vandy used to be good basketball. They used to be. This is coach out Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse, their coach. Who was the uh, the bald dude that coached? Kevin yeah. Stallings? Kevin Stallings. Yeah. Right, Kevin Stallings. Yeah. Right, a bald guy. He was a good coach. For a year. For years, did he get fired? I wonder. I'm yeah. sure he did. And coaches, all, you know, they get hired to get fired, Chuck. You know, he, I mean, the great ones get fired, right? I mean, Bill Belichick fired, Pete Carroll fired, Tom Landry was fired. All the, and they all, you know, you you get hired to to get fired. Just what happens? A lot going on here. Uh, look, man, NFL free agency is is close. Uh, we've got a, a couple of poll questions out there. Uh, one's Jaguars related, free agency, with uh, with now the uh, the big bump in the salary cap. Uh, we're gonna throw a poll question out that pertains to that. A poll question that relates to the new UFL. Uh, now the XFL and the USFL have now merged. Uh, we've got a question that centers around uh, that league. Um, we have Dolphin Gary we'll bring in here in a few moments. But, look, we are at the old house. It is Tinseltown. Look, come by and hang out with us. Uh, not a better place to watch any ball game you want to watch when they're in season. I mean, but even right now, look, you, you can watch right now. We've got we've got, uh, Raven, we got Ravens, Bengals right NASCAR now. NASCAR practice yeah. or qualifying, I think. It uh, might be, uh, NASCAR <laughs> qualifying, NBA, like the Gators, uh, 1 o'clock. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was at another establishment where we used to do a show from, and and uh, was at was at the bar one night, and and uh, dude was like watching a football game. I mean, it was a replay like this is like Cincinnati Baltimore. Dude was watching it. It was like in June, and he was dialed in. He thought the game. He had he has was oblivious as to when football games are really played. He thought he was watching a live game. He was he was all dialed in. I'm was like, it in season? No, I said it was out of season. June. Okay, it was like in June, June. Okay. and the guy was watching this like it. It was happening right then, like it was. It, ball was going on. I used to know a guy back in the old VHS days. His name was Elmer. Elmer would set the uh, his VCR and record. Was he like six hours, nine hours, whatever the long, what was the long the the, long, the tape was it six hour tape. Is that right? The LPs. Yeah, you go to six hours. Six think, hours, yeah. right? Two, four, and six. Yeah, so he would he would roll in, man, and uh, would uh, just tape NFL or, or college football during the weekends, and he'd go hunt during the fall. 
And then during the spring and the summer, he turned games on, watched the VHS tape, would have no idea who won and who lost, and just watch games like they were happening right then and there. That's what he did. <laughs> I, I don't know that I could do that, but he did. So, real quick, I had a friend of mine, this was years ago, he used to love to go to the dog track. So, do you remember, now you got to go way back in your memory bank here. Remember like at midnight, they used to show the dog race, a replay of the dog races, like maybe on Channel 4, do you remember that? I don't remember that. You remember that? that? mm I think even on radio, like on maybe the countries, the QRK, they used to give like the winners to that race. But anyway, I guess one night his wife, girlfriend didn't want to go to the dog track, so he didn't go. So I guess somehow he got the results. So later that night, they were watching it, and he was saying, oh, I bet so-and-so win this race. And it won. <laughs> so I said, see, if you let me go, I would have won every race. That's he funny. Pulled, yeah. He pulled a fast one on her. Yeah. By so, the way, before we bring Arlington Gary in, who, who chimes in at Arlington Gary, I mean, uh, mean Dolphin Gary. I say that would be good. That would be Arlington Gary. That's, yeah. that's the way I would way love back for him to call it if he's out there. But, uh, but, but, uh, but Dolphin Gary in a few moments. <laughs> but, hey, uh, another loss suffered by the NCAA yesterday. They just keep losing any any power they thought they now, had. Now, here's what, here's what I find funny. What do you find funny? Is I will say guys like you, and I'm going to say guys like you is a general like a blanket statement. Okay. Or like, oh, God, NIL, it's ruining college sports. It has. It's terrible. Okay, but that's kind of what the notion is out there now, right? It hasn't. No, right, it, it hasn't. hasn't. No, you know but what? But that's the top. But let me get my statement. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. But at Finish. the same time, the same people will go, ha, ha, ha. Boy, that NCAA, I think it's funny they're getting stripped of power. So it's like you're whining because the NIL's taking over. It's lawlessness. But then you laugh when the NCAA gets their power taken from them. Well, so I what would, do you want? Well, I would <laughs> say that uh, the NIL, as I, has it changed? The way uh, college sports um, is, is going to run, absolutely. Uh, but really, they're just able to do it above board now. It was, it was always being done. It was a dirty little secret, you know, that they, people were being paid. Remember the old days, Buck Palou and Hershey Walker both got Smokey and the Bandit Trans Ams when, when they rolled into Athens. Uh, I know Eric Dixon got a gold transam Texas A&M uh, and didn't go there. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> you had – I mean, there, there's countless stories that we could tell, recruiting stories from, you know, years gone by, and it just, it just happened. Um, but you know what? The, the ruling yesterday was, you know, Texas and West Virginia sued the NCAA um, and, you know, their NIL uh, rules in terms of – they were saying, look, you've, you, you, you can't – um, uh, you know, talk to these players. These collectives aren't allowed to talk to players and, and give them offers of, of inducements until they're already uh, you know, on campus and already they've already what, whether they're they're signed or uh, national labor intent or, or whatever. But now it's like, hey, look, no, it's it's uh, do what you want to do. You can go talk to the you can go talk to the players uh, whether they're in the portal. They're high school recruits. Uh, remember, FSU got in trouble, what, a month or so ago? Um, you know, they had an assistant coach drive a player to go meet with uh, a booster about NIL money, and they got in trouble, got their hands slapped for that. Florida was going to be under investigation about the whole Jaden uh, Rashada thing. God never made it to campus because of the, the uh, dealings with the uh, and the offer from the Gator Collective. Well, have you? Uh, and then it also Tennessee with the, the Nico, the, the, the Nico quarterback that they uh, gave him uh, use of a personal, a private jet to go make the recruiting trip 
into Knoxville. So have you changed your stance? Because I thought you were one that's like, hey, we've got to do something. This is totally – you've said that. This is out I of still hand. Think, now you're I like, still, I, I still think things me. need to happen. I, I think changes need to happen. But I think the change, in my opinion, they need to go ahead and and and, uh, and if colleges are smart, they can get, do away with the middleman. We all know why players – uh, are, are going to school at certain universities. Uh, they're being paid. There, there's, at some point, there, there'll be a, a CBA for college players, and they'll sign contracts, and the university just go and pay the players directly, cut out the middleman, cut out the collectives, and just, and just do it directly. Well, that, that's coming at some point. Right. Well, another thing I laugh at, I'm going to use you guys, a blank quotation mark, to blank statement again. It's like I, I, I talk about trades and all that. Look, you got to go all in. They're kind of dipping their toe. Either go in or out. I'm telling you, eventually, trades, draft, unions. You've got to go. If you're going to go in, you got to go all in. They're just kind of it's it's, it's well, like there, 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 there won't be trades made in college football. Uh, there'll be a union. That, there'll be like draft. That's, that's, no, when there, there, down, there won't. No, there won't. Yes, draft. When we either. get down, it's all said and done. We'll be down to two conferences: SEC, Big Ten. It'll be like AFC, NFC. You'll have a championship, which will be a college Super Bowl. Man, it won't be called that, but well, yeah, we could be like, okay, Vanderbilt's okay. on the clock. That's can, what you'll we have can, eventually. No, we, no, that's not going to happen. Okay. We, can, we can certainly get to two mega conferences like the AFC and the NFC. Sure, we can get to that, but there's not going to be a draft. There's still going to be recruiting. They're going to recruit players. They're going to pay players. Yeah. I do think at some point it's, it's going to come directly from universities and not from these collectives. You can cut some of that stuff out. All right, let's. Bring in Dolphin Gary six four one ten ten. What's up, Gary? Hello, how are my favorite guys, Greg Chuck? Well, how are you doing today? We're doing great, good, good, Gary. Good. But my goodness, that's awfully loud. <laughs> woo! I'm loud. Man, Let me turn it down. Yeah, woo! I mean, I, I Chuck, you accused me of being loud at times. That that just that might have just blown the speakers. I say loud, about not loud. Is that better? <laughs> That's a little better, Gary. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, if your question is going to be, am I going to watch that the, the New League? No, I love the Rock. Nothing against the Rock, but I don't want to watch interior football. Well, this is what I would say: I watch major is, college football, and I watch the NFL. I have no interest in that. It's failed how many times already? Well, this is. I have and, no interest well, in and this bringing it back again. The question is, Gary, over under two and a half seasons of this new league working. Two and a half, but I probably under if you go by the results of the past. Yep. Okay. But, uh, you know, my Dolphins are making the moves already. The X Man's gone. Odd brother, they're trimming the fat. They got to get below the cap so they can make some moves. Getting excited, getting excited for the new year. And uh, if the Jags question is, the odds are if Trump Alkey's in charge, whatever he does, it's probably going to be the wrong thing. So. <laughs> no, Trump Alkey. <laughs> I, you know what? Hey guys, I, guys, I, I you have Penny Pigman hand. Are you ready for today's list? Let's, let's, I'm let's ready. I wonder if you forgot or not. I was thinking you forgot. Let's give us the guess. Give us a list, Gary. We got to rank six. We're going to take you let's back go. to the year 1985 today. 1985. Yeah, I graduated. Right. Number one is Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News. Okay. There. Of course, of course, from the movie Back to the Future. Number two, uh, One More Night by Phil Collins. Okay. Number three, Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Okay. 
Number four, out of touch, Hall of You know I love Hall of Number five, Careless Whisper by George <laughs> Michael. I do like that song. And number six, <laughs> Easy Lover by Phil Collins and Phil Bailey. Phil Phil, and Phil sir. All right. Um, Boys of Summer. Do you like the list, Ron? I, I like the list. Uh, one and six are easy for me. Uh, Boys of Summer's one and Careless Whisper's six. Um, um, Easy Lover's a good one. Yeah. Probably go out of touch, maybe. Uh, Huey Lewis is number two night. for me. Power of Love is number two for me. I'll put that's that that's tough tough to good song all good song yeah I put Boys of Summer six because it just is kind of overplayed I, I just think. enjoy it I just I just uh, I like the voice of one Don Henley so uh, but uh, yeah we'll 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 ponder on the the the, uh, the, the middle part of our list um, Gary we appreciate the call man those are buddy uh, Dalton okay. Gary, six m- m- make, sure give, make sure you give make sure you give it make sure you give it all right we will hi Gary thanks for the call man it's Gary at six four one ten ten. Um, so tiebreaker, tie Casey, uh, you agree with Rod? I mean, I say one day eventually we're going to have – here's what we're going to have, yes or no. We're going to have a salary cap. We're going to have trades. We're going to have a union, and they're gonna be, there's going to be a draft. Yeah, let's – you know what? Let's, let's break here, Chuck. Uh, let Casey ponder that a bit. Um, Casey can Christian ponder it. And uh, we'll come back, and you know, we'll see, man. Well, I don't know. I, I, I think you're you're halfway right. I think there's so there's some of what you said will happen, but I don't think it gets as as crazy as as you're suggesting in terms of drafts and things like that. I just I just don't see that. But anyway, we'll step aside for a break. We'll come back and uh, take your phone calls, text messages after this. Neil House and Tips of Town on 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. This is a good one, Chuck. It is a good one. And now, now they hear this song, Easy Lover. Oh, yeah. Easy yeah, yeah. Lover. That's a good one. Uh, and that was because of the, the, the list or our weekly list that Dolph Gary gives us to rank these songs. This is from 1985. Um, all right. We are here at the Old House in Town. 641-1010. 641-1010. Nice, nice gathering. Look, you want to come uh, college basketball ongoing today. March, March Madness, Chuck, right around the corner. Uh Look, come here. Throughout the course of the week, different specials. Wings, uh, wing special Wednesday. There are famous zingers on Monday. Friday nights, uh, uh, margaritas. But specials all week long. All the UFC fights. You name it, it's all happening right here at the Old House in Town. Casey Dobson, tell folks our poll question that we have out there for today. Yeah, we got two of them again. First one from Spons- – Also, okay, I'm, you, you're about to stop. Yeah, I thought you thought. Yeah, okay, yeah. you got it. You got it. Go ahead. <laughs> Our first one from Allside Contracting, Inc. With the increase in the cap, do you think the Jags should be more aggressive towards the top ten free agents in the NFL, excluding Allen and Kirk? I'll give you guys a list of the other eight that we have in the top ten and maybe throw in 11 and 12 as well. And then our second poll question of the day brought to you by Allsite Contracting is over under two and a half years for the new UFL. It is under two and a half years leading the way right now with 60%. The other one, 
is yeah, duh, at seventy seven point eight percent. Don't forget. Yeah, the vote. I, I would. Uh, I would certainly say yeah, duh, because now with the salary cap uh, ballooning to two hundred fifty five million dollars, you know the Jag City currently, currently, uh, and they're they're just a few moves away from from really having a ton of cap space. But as of right now, they're $25 million under the cap. Well, and we're going to uh, – don't worry, Chuck. You, Casey's going to break your our, our tie here in a few moments. But with the question you have for him as it pertains to the uh, college football and drafts and things like that. But so if the Jaguars, just a couple of moves, if they were to cut Brandon Sheriff, which I think that will happen, that frees up $16.5 million. You cut Foley Fadakasi, which is going to happen. That's another $8 million. Rayshon Jenkins, I think that's happening. That's another $9.2 million. Darius Williams, $11 million. Zay Jones, $7.7 million. You, do, you make those moves there. All of a sudden, you're at you're seventy six million dollars under the cap with just those moves. I mean, or, or, are you going to are you going to miss Fadakasi or Sheriff or Rayshon Jenkins or Darius Williams, Zay Jones? The answer is no. The answer is absolutely you're not going to miss any of them. Darius Williams had a nice season, but with the way the Jags are trending here, their, their new uh, new defense would be more of a, a, a man team instead of uh, a zone team. So I think you'll see some changes in the secondary a bit. Um, so you, if you just made those moves, and that's without redoing Cam Robinson's deal, which I believe that will happen as well, which will probably free up another $10 million once you redo him. They are $85 million under the cap. You can do all sorts of things with that, Chuck. All sorts of things. See, absolutely. Uh, when you look at some of the... You know, free agents, whether it's – and I think, really, it's a big year for your interior defensive linemen. Justin Matabuke, the Ravens, obviously Chris Jones. Let me Jones. give you the list. Let me give Chips, you the list. Chris Jones will be the prize, right? Chris yeah, Jones yeah, yeah. will be the prize. Chris Jones. Yep. And Kirk and Josh Allen round out two and three. The fourth one would be T. Higgins. And this is he's obviously gone. Well, well, he's, well, he's been franchised, right. so he's going to be. That's, he's right. not available. Right. To Brian Burns from the Panthers. Justin yep. Matabuke from the yep. Ravens. Mm-hmm. You got Christian Wilkins, another defensive. Dolphins, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Antonio Winfield Jr. Jaylen, Antoine. Antoine, okay. Jalen Johnson. Sorry, my fingers the Bears. scrolling really fast. And then we got Darius yep. Sneed. And if we get 11 and 12, Michael Pittman Jr., and then Daniil Hunter. Yeah, I uh, yeah, we're Daniil Hunter. Yes, uh, Christian Wilkins. Yes, but the guy of all those that I like is Legarius Sneed, uh, the, the Kansas City cornerback. He's a he's a dude that it's he's a he's a man cover corner man, and um, just made it. You know, obviously, you know, Super Bowl winning corner. Um, and he was a guy that f- shadowed the number one receiver a lot uh, for the Chiefs. And he allowed 
42 catches on 81 targets all year, 406 yards and zero touchdowns, and also uh, uh, picked off two passes at 10 breakups. So he had a stellar, stellar season. And you know what? Now all of a sudden, with the, the recent, uh, you know, Xavier Howard, uh, the Miami Dolphins, because they're in, in huge cap trouble. So they're having to, to, to make some moves as well. And, and uh, that's, that's another, uh, I mean, he went to four consecutive Pro Bowls uh, in Miami, played his entire eight-year career there. I think he's 30, 31 maybe. Um, and, you know, had a, a bit of a setback. But you hear your boy Jalen Ramsey talk, Chuck, and he said maybe the best corner he's ever played with. And uh, he's, he's, he's saddened to see him become a cap casual. So the Dolphins don't want him, basically. The Dolphins don't want him. Well, I mean, they may. But, see, there's a situation that the Dolphins are so far over the cap. Typically, you know, when you – if you want to keep a guy, you can. Right? That's typically the rule. If you want to keep a guy, you can. Uh, but and I just, I just you know, gave a few moves the Jaguars could make that would get them with free, free up another 50-plus million dollars to get them to 75 under. But the Dolphins right now are $36 million over. I mean, I mean, how about I mean, it's, so that's that's a, a ton of money over. They've got you know other guys they didn't make decisions on as well. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a situation where they really have not much of a choice. They're like, I don't think they can bring, bring Wilkins back. Certainly can't franchise him. I don't think. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's that's uh, that's that's a unique situation. Teams like what? Well, look, think about it. The Bills, $47 million over. The Saints, $47 million over. The Dolphins and Chargers, 35 and $36 million over, respectively. And there's a, there's a, lot, of, that's a lot of money that you've got to shed. A lot. And, and that's given the $15-plus million bump the salary cap uh, was given going into 2024. All right, so back to, back to your college talk, Chuck. Go ahead. No, real quick, back to the cap. I guess I look at, like, federal deficit. Does it really matter? I mean, does it – is there a team that's really suffered because of being over the cap? Think has anybody ever gone from a Super Bowl contender to an also ran because of the cap? Yes. Okay. Give me a. Give yes. Me um, I can. You can argue the Jacksonville Jaguars did now, when they the when they days. made the yeah in the old days, but still the old, the old days, days, the new days. And there was a salary cap then. There's a salary cap now, and the, 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 the salaries are structured where it's really it's the percentages anyway. So as as the cap goes up, the numbers go up. Okay. Um, you can say the Rams. The Rams did make the playoffs this past season, but they dumped a ton uh, as well, and, and they thought they'd go in the gutter, but they actually, you know, McVay had them kind of contend a little bit, at least, at least make it to the playoffs. But, yeah, it happens. Again, and so it's not the same as, you know, we talk about the federal government and, and you know, printing monopoly money or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but even so, um, you know, your dollar today is worth about 70% of what it was 15 years ago. Maybe 70%. It's not worth it's not, it's devalued, not near worth near what but it the was. The cap keeps going up. I mean, we're not going, we're not going with a cap of 20 years ago. Remember 1995, the Jags' first year, the salary cap was $32 million. Yeah, I know that. So but it's the, gone up as much. But the salaries continue to go up as well. I mean, quarterbacks are not making, they weren't making $60 million a year then either. Oh, I know that. I know that. So as the cap goes up, the salaries go up. I think there should be a way, and it's been talked about, is where, and don't you agree, you may not agree with this, but I've heard this, 
where your quarterback doesn't count against your Pay the quarterback whatever you want to do. He doesn't count against your cap. Yeah, I don't know that you do that. I, I think that you could do what they something else they've discussed in the past is make it made the, the quarterback count a percentage of your salary cap. Not necessarily whatever your salary cap is, the number uh, that the quarterbacks could, you know, or you're, maybe you're a superstar player, you take designated a couple of superstars and, and, and they are counting a percentage towards the cap. I don't know. I just, look, I, I don't necessarily think you really need to do anything at all with the salary cap. Is they, they keep making money, it keeps going up, salaries keep rising. I mean, they're all making a gobs of money. May I ask one more stupid question? Sure, why not? Why, with all the <laughs> money they make, why have a salary cap? Who cares? Let's do like baseball. Why do you have a salary cap? I mean, they print money. As a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I would love that. Just have your luxury tax. And right. then, you know, I, 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 I'd be a am huge fan, sure. Am I crazy? Well, sort of. No. <laughs> uh, from a competitive balance standpoint, because, sure, um, they all, they're shared revenue, but don't you think there's going to be some, there's some owners worth far more than others there's some franchises that make far more money when it turn, when it comes to um, selling skyboxes and signage and things like that. Uh, so therefore, now you're create, uh, creating a competitive disadvantage. Well, and you don't want that. Well, Shad Khan, if you want to, you know, <laughs> okay. maybe you want to be. If you want to yeah. be like Dallas Cowboys, you buy the Dallas Cowboys. If not, you're stuck with Jacksonville. <sighs> So it's just Dear whatever. Lord. I, Chuck, look, Chuck, 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 Chuck. Well, base, look at baseball. Hey, all right, there's a cool okay, – there, there you go. Throw, hey, throw this one a little as, – as Dan Hickey would say, uh, a little quickie poll. Throw it out. Throw that out there, uh, Casey Dobson. Add a third one, sponsored by our good friends at All Site Contracting. Uh, would you be in favor of abolishing the salary cap in the NFL? Do away with it. Chuck Ellis says do away with the salary cap. Just, just get rid of it. Do like NIL, whatever you – I think there was a purpose for it at one point, but now like I said these guys – yes, you're right. I think in the back in the day, maybe the 90s, yes, the Cowboys made so much more money out of it. But now these guys these, – all these guys make so much money. They, Like I said earlier, they print money. They can spend whatever they want. It's different, though. I don't think it's it different. It is – yes, it's different. When you – I don't know what the numbers are, but I will be willing to bet you – that AT&T, uh, SoFi, those companies pay a lot more money to have their names put on the sides of those stadiums than most others in the National Football League. And it creates a huge, huge revenue stream. I can promise you that uh, you know, every parking lot, every lot this, lot that around, around uh, Jerry, Jerry's world, uh, there's there's a whole there's a lot more money being made by him as it pertains to the Dallas Cowboys uh, okay, than so most. Are there are there a lot of other? I, I, I'm guessing a rhetorical question. There are a lot of other smaller equipment rental companies, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm sorry for the United Rentals is the biggest, so you work for the Cowboys. That's just. You know, if they want to get <laughs> they want to get bigger, go out and put in the work to get bigger. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What there's a salary cap on you? What if they said, okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's hear it. Let's go. What if they said, you know what? Poor little old ABC equipment rental. You know, they don't have, they don't bring in the revenue of United. So guess what? Ron Coppin, we can only pay you X number of dollars. You'd be like, 
That's crazy. You know, we make money. Oh. Yeah. You, you, you're really talking apples and oranges here. Not. Yes, you are. So when they come in and put a salary cap on, you don't whine. I'm going to try to get a salary cap for your industry and then say, hey, guess what? You you're going to go out. Right? Or are you going to go out and yeah, try to get petitions signed here yes. at Deer Lake, Deer Lake fair, Court or whatever it's called? You're going to do that. <laughs> I'd like to see them little skinny little legs of yours out there trying to get a petition signed for anything. So. I'd love to see it. Maybe go on Baldwin and do it. Yes. I, well, I'm going to try to get a sour cap put on your industry. And then you could tell me. Then you'll change yeah, your tune. Yeah. Won't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm with you. All right. We're going to step aside for a break. And when we come back, we'll, we'll get back to college. We will college. let Casey answer the question. Let Casey answer the question. The NIL. Chuck thinks that they should, there should be a, a high school uh, football draft. Uh, let's do. Let's do it. Let's just just blow it up. Blow it completely up. Well, a friend of mine texted me and said, "You can't force a, a player to go to Vanderbilt." I said, "Well, if he wants to play football, he will." In my plan. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You, here to play your plans never. Your, your plan will never work. Your plan will never work, man. All right, we'll come okay. back. <laughs> Take your phone calls, text messages after this. From the Yellow House in Tinseltown on Ten Ten XL. Compton and Company on Ten Ten XL. You know, I would say of all the concerts I've been to, the Huey Lewis, Huey Lewis one was probably in my top ten. It was a good one. Huey Lewis did a good job. They were here the year uh, the Super Bowl was here. They were, uh, yeah, they were on the uh, on the North Bank, on the and uh, one of the parking lots. There was now a parking lot on the uh, right on the water. They uh, nice job by one Huey Lewis and the news. Uh, power of Love bringing us back in. We are in the old house in Tinseltown. 641 The poll questions sponsored by All Site Contracting. Give my good friends at All Site a call. Ask for Amy at 574-9000. 574-9000 for all of your roll-off container needs. Uh, as you know, as I always, as I continue to tell people, if you deny the rentals, the company I work for during the week, we have everything you could possibly imagine construction equipment related. You name it, we have it. The only thing we don't have, roll-off containers. And a lot of the people, that my customers that I've talked to, you know, their complaints with the roll-off container industry is the lack of, you know, uh, reliability and dependability and availability. Well, uh, your problem solved if you call Amy and off-site contract at 574-9000. Uh, next day service or the container is absolutely free. That easy. They don't show up the next day with your container. It's free of charge. All right, so the poll questions are these. Over under two and a half years, the, new, the newly formed UFL as the XFL and the, the XFL and the USFL have merged. And then also with the Jaguars now $25 million under the salary cap with moves that they will probably make that will get them at least 50 and as much as $75 million under the cap, uh, would you make a dip into uh, the top 10 uh, in free agency? Those are our, are our poll question today. Uh, we led the show off, though, Chuck, talking about what I think another – uh, death knell to the NCAA as um, a judge ruled uh, 
state of Tennessee. Now Tennessee and West Virginia sued the NCAA. Hey, look, these these NIL enforcements you guys um, have put in place, uh, you know, and can't do that. I mean, they, they just, you know, and the judge pretty much rubber stamped and said, you're right, NCAA, you can't do that. You can't mandate uh, these NIL collectives in terms of not being able to talk to players that are in the portal or players in high school cutting deals. And uh, so uh, that's, that's another strike against the NCAA. And, and you think, Chuck, we're headed in what direction? NFL light, as we call it. We're going to well, have eventually two conferences, SEC, Big Ten. Okay, and I agree with that. I, I agree at some point where we are headed to two so mega when I conferences. Say something, yes. you say yes, and you say no. When you, okay, yeah. two conferences, yep. two super conferences. Yes. You'll have union. Uh, yeah, they may unionize. Salary the can unionize. Uh, that could also happen. Trades? No. Well, okay. All right. You'll be going. And? But I think what you will have, not trades, but I think what you'll have, there will be buyouts. Like, instead of like right now, when a player signs uh, with a university or with a collective, uh, and say it's, you know, it's, if they get, if, they, if you hear players getting $4 million uh, from a collective, they're not getting $4 million. $4 million up front. It's all amortized, We're right? It, it's all it's all over that four-year period of time. And then if they leave, they they may lose a portion of that. They don't they don't get the rest. If they're getting say over, if we get a million dollars a year, over four years or whatever it is, you know, if they leave early, uh, they stop getting money, right? Because they they got on to the NFL, or if they go so, to another school, they stop getting paid. I think what you'll have. Uh, Instead of like, like contract con- or trades, I think you'll buy out. So if a player decides to leave and they get to another university, they have to buy themselves out of the rest of that deal. Instead of amortize, they're going to get whatever money they got to buy them th- their way out of it. Now, who's going to run this? Because I go back to I think the universities at some point will run it. Everybody I, I, laughs at the NCAA. Uh, NCAA is dead. You've got to have a governing body. So if, if not the NCAA, who's going to do it? It can't be just – Totally wild west and nobody. That'd be like an NFL. Say, ha! I'm glad the NFL offices. I, I think you'll dead. have a commissioner. They're I think you'll. I think you just have a, just a commissioner. Although you'll have you'll have maybe an oversight committee. You'll have a commissioner, but I think in the NCAA, as we as we know it, is, is it going now, to be around? Now, they still exist for baseball and basketball? I'm wondering about that. How how does how does it function with other sports? I don't know. I mean, we're we're in a weird situation here. I I don't know. Now um, I talk about the. Uh, we talk so I don't about think there's a draft. So I disagree. I don't think there's a draft, and I don't think there's trades. But I do believe there will be a CBA. They may they may become unionized, and I also think that it ultimately. And if the universities are smart, they do away with the collectives. They just do it themselves. They cut the middleman out. Because right now what you have is you've got a university saying, hey, uh, pay the players, you know, go, go through the collectives and, and, and pay this. But, hey, also send us, send us money uh, for you know, a medical building. I think it's going to get to a point where it's, it's just all going to come together. Yeah, and and, they'll, and the, the universities can do it themselves and, and cut out this the, the third-party middleman. That because who knows with, with that these collectives, who knows how much of that money's been skimmed off the top anyway? These collectives, you know, bringing this money and how much is it actually going to the players? I, I don't know. But 
I will say this, where the NIL has benefited college football, so for the last, from the years 2016 to 2023, that seven-year period, on average, 115 juniors were declaring for the NFL draft. 115 on average. You want to take a guess at how many declared uh, this season, 2024? That went down. 58. 58? 58. And 25 of the 58 are projected as first-round picks. Which is kind of crazy. Well, no, not really. Not yes, really. really, because if you okay. get drafted and make a roster in the NFL, you're blowing out your NIL. No, no, not necessarily. Unless you're Caleb Williams or someone like that. Necessarily. Well, that's what. That's my point. So, of the of the 58, that's my point. Of the 58, Chuck, that have decided to come out, 25 of them are projected first-rounders. So, yes, you're right. That, that If you're a first-round pick, you'll blow out your what you would get in the NIL. But if you're a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, well, definitely third, third, three through seven, you'll make more as if you're a star in college with an NIL deal that you are if you get drafted. So let me okay. So let me present this to you then. That's so pre- present away. Isn't the NFL minimum salary like seven hundred fifty, eight hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me a player that's only good enough to be drafted in the fourth round can make more money than yes. the NIL? Yes. He's just a mid-round NFL. Yes. Ah, that's ma- correct. I would think many. Because uh, more make, than you probably to make $800,000, you got to be. Hell, the Michigan Wolverines. Heck of a good player. The Michigan Wolverines had, like, uh, on their uh, team's web, website last year. And this is what, what's funny when you hear people, oh, this is, it's killing this, it's killing that. Well, if it were not for the NIL, no way, no how would the Michigan Wolverines come close to winning a national title last year. They had on the on the their like school's homepage had like a GoFundMe, and it was pretty much help keep Blake Corum and their defensive end, their big left tackle in school. Give, give to this give to this fund so we can keep these guys in school for one more year. Uh, that's what that did, um, because Michigan when they played Alabama, they beat Alabama. They had two five star players on their roster. Alabama had twenty two. So Michigan wasn't exactly out recruiting a bunch of five stars. They had two on the roster, but they were they hit the portal hard, and they were able to keep guys there for you know three, four, five years using nil money. So, all right, good. So now Casey. So no, no, one no, more. You got one more. Okay, Casey, okay. We keep putting Casey off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the for the benefit of the court, I have you on the stand. I'm on the stand, okay, right? I'm on the stand. I got to raise my right you're hand on the stand. Okay, so player. I got to raise my hand. John today. Smith, yeah, raise your. Okay, player John Smith. He's a left. He's a right tackle. Okay, let's say Michigan. Let's, All right, big let's school, go. Michigan. Let's do it. All right. Mm-hmm. He's projected. He's going to be a fourth round draft pick. He's still probably going to make an NFL roster. He's going to get a minimum salary eight hundred thousand dollars plus a signing bonus. Nope, he's not going to do that because that money he's making from, you know, Ann Arbor Car Wash is going to be more than that. That doesn't sound right. I that think he's – well, sense. first he's going to make money from a chain of car washes in Ann Arbor. But then also, if he's, he's thinking I'm a fourth-rounder this year, I'm going to come – I'm going to go back one more year. I'm going to enjoy college life, A, have a lot of fun in college. I mean, I don't know if you knew the other side. You have a lot of fun in the college life. You have a lot of fun with NFL working salary. Okay. Too. Well, not as much. <laughs> 
No, you get you get the college life. You're thinking, well, I'm a fourth rounder. Get to get back to college. I'm, I may get a million dollars or whatever to stay. Maybe get half a million dollars to stay, whatever. But now I can also go back and possibly improve my status for maybe round four to round two next year. Or hell, maybe even round one next year. Now, you may take a chance, and you may fall completely out of the draft. Right. These guys don't think that way. They think, hey, you know what? The more I play, the better I'm going to be. The more uh, my stock's going to rise. That's true. That's true. Okay. So, so yeah, that's why I would say that uh, it's 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 uh, it would be worth their while to to stay rather than go. Now, Casey, you've heard point counterpoint. What are your thoughts? Do you do you think there will be a CBA at some point? Yeah, I believe yes. so. I mean, okay. I can tell you based off of listening to both y'all, we're we're living in a very rapidly changing and confusing world if you will when it comes to this because yes we are it it came so fast you know and a lot everybody's head is still spinning up down round and round they don't know what to do with this they're just like we're gonna pay these players we're gonna allow them to make money and i mean i agree to an extent that there's probably never going to be trades but i got i got uh, a proposal for you guys maybe we can All wait right. till the second hour uh that might just actually like blow the whole system up like like really just blow your minds on my idea because i'm looking at two poll questions right now and i'm thinking to myself i've got a master plan i'm thinking of a master plan <laughs> exactly very good very good <laughs> yeah Oh my goodness! All right, I can't wait to hear that. This this master plan you have, and we'll roll into that second yeah. hour uh, with that. What you, what Chuck? You got yeah, something I, else, Chuck? Take it. So it, I, this is a quick question. I'll get in for our break here, like two minutes. So we talk about in college football these two mega super conferences, yeah. and we just assume, oh, the ACC, oh, it's going to go away. You realize you go to you go to the Carolinas up there, Duke. Basketball is a bigger deal than football. So you're telling me ACC is just going to say, we no longer care about basketball. We're just going to sacrifice it all to football. North Carolina is going to be like, ah, we don't care about basketball anymore. It's all about football. Let's do away at the ACC and go join the Big Ten. or the They SEC. will, sure. That doesn't mean they don't care about basketball any longer. Just because if they were to if, – if Duke, Carolina, Wake Forest, NC State, whatever – I mean, if they were to leave the ACC and go join the, the SEC or, or the Big Ten, which would, it's going to be one of those two conferences, that doesn't mean they're giving up and saying we don't care about basketball. That's not what that means. They're still going to compete as, as, as hard as they ever have in terms of trying to re- recruit players that come into basketball for them. But it means taking over is king. Well, sure it has. It's, it's, it's king, period. It's, it's, and it, you know what? And, and as much um, money as – and as much fanfare as there is around Duke basketball and, and in North Carolina f- basketball, their football programs still make more money than the basketball programs do. Yeah. Still profit more. Yeah, do you still think of Carolina and Chapel Hill, do you think the fan base would rather win a basketball title or football title? I, everybody says basketball easily. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. Go, 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 go randomly. Hey, you know what? Go do a, go do a sports show up in Raleigh-Durham. You know, and go ask that question and see what response you get. Chuck, that's my suggestion for you, young man. How about that? Okay, before we break here, um, one more real real quick here. And and I can't believe you haven't mentioned this yet. 
college football, they just can't get right. I mean, when it comes to their calendar, announcing things, the way they structure stuff, we haven't even played the first 12-team college football playoff, and now they're already talking about expanding to 14 or 16. No, it's going to be done. When they talk about it, like, played a game it's yet. like when NASCAR talked about, well, oh, it's we going to happen. That means they've already decided to. I told you. I told you. That's why they won't expand it because they won't. Be, they won't be happy with. 60. Bring them all, babe. Let's go they to thirty-two. Let's just go to thirty-two. Let's go to sixty-four. Let's go to one hundred twenty-eight. Am I right or am I right? I was right. right? Yes. <laughs> hey, but you know this is the the SEC and the Big Ten doing this because if they do it, uh, it's not like we're gonna get uh, more group of five teams in or or maybe the Pac two. Was it Washington State, Oregon State, the Pac two? We had the pack two. two. So we got the pack two. One. We got the pack two. Yeah. And there's going to be four buys this year, right? It's four. Yeah, buys. yeah, yeah, yeah. Four buys. But uh, I think what you what you'll see is is if it if they do go to fourteen or sixteen, you'll have four automatics for both the SEC and the Big Ten automatics. So half of the field will, will be guaranteed teams from the two mega conferences. Well, I think you go to 16, there should be no buys. That's 16, 8. Oh, four. there won't be any buys. No, no, no. I'm talking about automatic entries, I mean. Right. You're going to have four teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There won't be any buys. Yeah, yeah. If you if we get to 16, there will be no buys. And I hope and I hope they go back. They should go to the campuses. If they go to a true college football playoff, I think the only game that should be uh, on neutral sites should be the semifinals and the national championship committee. Championship game. All the others should be played at uh, at home stadiums. That's what I said. All right, we'll, we'll come back here and we'll get Casey's idea as how he's he's got he's he's got his master plan. He and Snoop Dogg both thinking of a master plan. Um, so we've got that. And one poll question: We have over under two and a half for the UFL. I've got. I think the only way the UFL can make it, I've got a plan on what I got a plan. I got a master plan on what they have to do, and this may not work either. That and more from the old house in Tinseltown on 1010XL. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. I mean, Chuck, how could you have this is number six? On Gary's one through six list. I mean, it's, I mean, such a great song. I mean, this is. Man. I mean, and especially if you're a baseball you fan. Know, I mean, come on, man. By the way, Gators up to an early 5-0 lead over Vandy. One minute into the uh, basketball game as Vandy traveled to Gainesville to take on my Florida Gators. Um, but anyway, yeah. So look, the little daughter Henley bring this back in. We are the we are the Yellow House in Central Town. Six four one ten ten phone lines text lines open. To you, and uh, go ahead, Chuck. The only solo song, what I call the solo song of X Eagles, and worse than this is uh, "All She Wants to Do Is Dance." You don't like that one either. That's terrible. Just, come on, man. See, you just whenever you say things I agree with, you quickly get me back where I need to be, and you say some dumb things. But I like the heat is on. Yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> Smuggler's Blues, good song. I'm glad. Uh, Joe Walsh uh, solo stuff is good. Rocky Mountain Way's pretty good. You like that? Yeah. Okay. But I like life's been good to me. Life's so been good far. to me. You like that, huh? Yes. That's an overplay to you? Really? Wow. I'm surprised. No. It's stuff you did with the James Gang, although that's pre-Eagles, right? The James it is. Gang. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. As <laughs> you just Sometimes you say things that just sort of puzzle me a little bit, Chuck. I get puzzled with some of the things that you say. Some of your takes just kind of they puzzle me. All right, so we, we've uh, talked uh, – 
little NIL stuff. You know, the, the, the latest ruling that, that come down yesterday, basically another, you know, nail in the NCAA's over, oversightment, you know, they're overseeing things. It's, it's, it's going away. I mean, they're, they're losing well, a little bit of power uh, they, they had slash have left. Um, and Casey Dobson says he's got something that's going to blow our minds in terms of what he thinks should happen. Uh, as it pertains to the NIL and collegiate sports. Go, Casey. I think we should uh, start having a new segment with this music as the intro. It says breaking news because Casey's got an idea. And here it is. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. I can't All right. wait. All right, good. I'm glad you can't because it's right here. It's waiting for you. Okay, the NFL, right? Stick with me, gentlemen. The NFL is king. They're supreme, right? And they in are. American sports. All right? Yep. Yep. And you... You're talking about the UFL. It's on its way, right? Here we go. Okay, here's my idea. All right? We allow these colleges to still maintain playing football. Okay? You still go to you go to college. You play football. You play a sport. You do everything that you want to do. Kind of, I, I consider myself a little old soul, a little purist. All right? Get it back to the way things somewhat used to be, but they can still make money. You start to set a limit on how much they can make. You... The NFL comes in and they buy the UFL. They turn it into a minor league for the NFL to draw in those eyes. We're already waiting. We're waiting for the combine. We're waiting for the draft. We're waiting for free agency. We're all, all eyes are on the television. You want us to watch some more? Here's my idea. You got these students, okay? They're making all these big life decisions already with money and these plans, and then they can switch schools. There's hardly any loyalty remaining. So give those students the option. You have that draft that you're talking about. The NFL comes in, and they draft players straight out of high school because We've already got a ranking system for them, five stars, four stars, three stars. Obviously, the NFL is going to allow, or excuse me, allow the students to do one of two things. You go to college and you get that education and you play football and you make a little money or you play whatever sport. But this is just obviously pertaining to the NFL. Or you as the student that gets to make these decisions... You decide, do you want to enter the draft for the NFL's minor league, UFL? You're probably maybe not going to make that much. And then they play for a couple of seasons. And then if the NFL decides, just like the minor league baseball system, to call them up to the bigs, then you, then you could start making that big money. But if they go to college, they have a base rate of pay. For their position, you know, offensive linemen are going to make a little bit different. The quarterback's going to make a little bit different. But the school still gets to offer them that education. That's what we're – like, look at what Nick Saban is saying. Let these students stop making these bad decisions and making all this money and then they don't get drafted or, heaven forbid, they get an injury. Let them go to college, make that decision, play sports, make a little money while they're there. And then they can go on and do other things with their life. Or if you think you're fit for the NFL, you enter into the UFL. And then, you know what? If you made the wrong decision in life, well, guess what? That's what life's all about, making wrong decisions. Or if you get injured in the UFL, but you take a bet on yourself and you enter into that. And then the NFL and the world wins, in my opinion, because we're going to be watching. 
we're going to be watching, boys. What do y'all think? Well, I don't think that will ever happen. Um, but, it, and I, you know, it just – boy, I don't know. Um, could I – I mean, I said it will never happen. Could I see a time where you have a minor league um, – minor leagues of professional football ran by the NFL? Well, that's kind of called college football now in a way. But I, I get what you're saying. I, boy, I don't know. The NFL buys the UFL, turns into a true minor league system, allows them to draft kids out of high school, and, and then it's their minor leagues. And then if they see guys doing well, they can pr- promote them to the big club. So you're saying the Jacksonville Jaguars, they've got a, a minor league football team um, that's going to play, uh, you know, in Orlando. You know what I mean? I, it, it's, there's a lot of – I mean, I think there would be way too many complexities involved uh, to, to, to make something like that happen. Chuck? Yeah, I think the main thing you said would be, I guess it is, the NFL already has a minor league system. They don't pay for it. It's called college football. That's correct. They don't pay for it. Yeah, they don't pay for that. They're, they already have their minor league. And that's, that's, that's and it's free. Again, and it's free. And it's free for the NFL. I guess you could say for baseball, why does it baseball, why they have the minor leagues, why don't you have to lean on college baseball, but it doesn't work the same way. Yeah, so uh, – uh, and that, that would certainly blow yeah. it all up. There, there's no doubt about that if something like that were in play. Now, now, now Dolphin Gary this called UFL. in. Dolphin Gary called in real quick, and he, he wanted to debate me for a second. Now, understand, I'm not talking about washed-up players, and I'm not necessarily talking about calling it the UFL. I'm talking about just buying out the airtime and, and the ability to put better quality football on for us during the spring than the UFL because those guys, are, they've had their opportunity. They're a little washed up. I'm talking about young men coming out there almost like what we're watching with college football and they get to choose do you want to go to the UFL into the minors and start playing for these other teams. You don't have to call them any of the teams. I'm talking about just restructure the whole thing and keep our eyes on. Well, the problem but the problem is it's, it's not going to be better quality. It's, it's not going to be better quality football. It's not. If it, it's, it's the kids out of high school, 17, 18 years old, it's not going to be better quality than what you're going to see in the UFL that's going to start March 30th. It's just not. Now, I would say this. I would say that, you know, me and Chuck and I were talking yesterday. We were, we were you know, prepping for the show um, that, you know, the old adage was, man, the, the, uh, the, the best college football team would, uh, would beat the worst NFL team. That was the biggest bunch of crap ever. I mean, the, the worst NFL team would beat the defending national champion, they, and they would name their score. But I would say that the best college football team, I think, could possibly beat the team that wins the UFL. I mean, there's that much of a disparity in talent, but you're talking about, you know, a bunch of grown men playing, whereas if you let kids that got out of high school all of a sudden start playing, you know, uh, in, a, in a minor league football game, um, it would be like, it would be akin to watching, like, rookie ball in, in like, Major League Baseball. It's, 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 it would be a good product because they're not ready yet. They're, they're, they're not as good as, as the players. Even though this the UFL, you look at the rosters, there might be of the eight teams, and I don't know if they're 40-man rosters, 50-man rosters. They say they're 50. 
That's 400. Of the 400 players, there might be 20 of them that may be very recognizable. Just whether they're older NFL guys that made it, young guys, or whatever. But it's still going to be a better product than if you, in my opinion, than you threw a bunch of 17, 18, 19-year-olds out there. And I contend the UFL, say, won't make it. You don't watch it because uh, it's unfamiliarity. You don't know. The teams haven't been around. I said if you, if you took a UFL game and put Florida Gator and Georgia Bulldog uniforms on it, watching that, wow, what a great game this is. That's because you're watching established teams that you've had a rooting interest in your whole lifetime. Well, yeah, and, and you know, and the reason, the reason the AF, the reasons both the AFL and the old USFL did make it is, yeah, sure, when they started, let's say let's take the USFL. Yeah, they didn't have recognizable name brand in terms of franchises. What they did have, though, is they had recognizable names. They, they, they took NFL players and they left, players left the NFL and played in the USFL. They got superstars out of college that the NFL wanted, uh, and they played in the USFL because they had the money. Now, they, they might have been going bankrupt. They may have been losing money once they ultimately they lost the lawsuit. And, and, and they went, well, they won a lawsuit technically, won a dollar. But when they tried to go to the fall, but it went away. But the reason it worked for a while was because they were able to draw talented players in. Can you imagine, in. we talked about this year, can you imagine this year the suspense being, is Caleb Williams going to go to the NFL or is he going to go to the UFL team? Which that's what you had back then. That's in. what you had, Doug yes. Doug Flutie, back one of the highs of 84, he went to the New Jersey Generals. He didn't go to the NFL. Herschel Walker. Yep. <laughs> went to the, yeah. Went to the USFL, not the NFL. That's correct. If you had that kind of suspense, then that, that would be something. That would be something. And, and then the other part was, too, from a, from, from a rating standpoint, is then you only had a handful of channels. You know, the AFL, NFL, you only had four channels, three, whatever it was. And then the USFL – Cable television was in the infancy stages. You had like 48 channels, 50 channels, whatever it was. You didn't have all these different streaming services and all these different viewing options. They were limited as well. So people, far more people watched. So when we come back, I'll give you, I think, the only way this thing can make it over two and a half years. And uh, and even doing this, I don't know that it works. So I'll, Give my opinion on that next from the Yellow House in Tinseltown on 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. <laughs> we got more music here, and I got fries being delivered to me. My, my buddy Jody, she's bringing me some fries. I see my buddy Jimmy, his lovely bride, and the kids are here, you know. And I uh, went over earlier, and I went and stole one of Jody's fries from her. And now she says, you know what? Here, just take them all. She said, just take them all. I got them all now, Chuck. Got them all. Got them all. You like the song, Chuck? The song okay? Good song. Rerun. What's happening? What's happening, yeah. We're probably what? the most famous uh, What's Happening episode. That was a good one. Where he was sitting there to illegally record a concert on an old school tape recorder in his jacket. Yes, he and was, fell, by the way. While he was dancing around this song, the tape recorder fell out. That is correct. <laughs> by the way, Gator's up uh, eight. Um as they control the boards up eight midway through the first half. And then they go to Vanderbilt. It's Gator basketball team. We broadcast to folks from the old house in Tinseltown. Fun team to watch. Good guard play. Uh, 
they got a you know, four-man rotation uh, down low. But now, overall, they only play eight guys. So they can't really get in foul trouble, at least, especially at the guard position. But they've got four bigs. They can, they can come at you in waves. Uh, and I tell you, man, watching Water Clayton Jr. as I am pulling play, it truly is It's the best one-two guard punch I've seen in Gainesville since Dan Cross and Craig Brown. Before A lot of fun to watch. Before you talk about the only way to fix the UFL, UFL. which I don't even know if you can do that. So my question is, The Rock has been successful from everything he's done, from his wrestling career to his movies. Mega, mega superstar, mega rich. Like I said, got more, has more money. He'll ever know what to do with. Do you think in his heart he thinks this will make it, or like if he, him and his buddies have a beer, you think, look, this ain't gonna make it? (laughs) I mean, he. He's been on the, the, the Fox NFL yep. pregame show promoting this. He was a grand marshal of Daytona yep. 500 last week yep. doing this. Do you think in his heart he thinks it's going to make it? He's like, I know this is not going to make it. I'm just going to – this is like a wrestling – Is he like, it's like, it's like the, a wrestling the Dusty, promo. The old, Dusty, the old Dusty Springfield song, Hoping and Wishing. So what do you think he thinks? He's got to be He's got to be smart enough, though, this is not going to make it. I mean, or are they, I guess he's guys like this so – Full of themselves, for lack of a better term, they think, "Hey, I will be the one." I know Vince McMahon, a billionaire, could make the XFL work, but I could do it better than him. Well, now, okay, so look, The Rock is is recognizable of a sports figure as there is, if you consider wrestling a sport. I mean, look at movies, wrestling. I uh, like the Grand the Grand Marshal, the, the Daytona Five Hundred. Uh, now he, I guess he's back now, part of WWE. He's going to be a heel, is from, from from what I understand, and he may start competing again. Uh, obviously, uh, the the sole reason for him doing all these things is to do everything he can to help this league take off that he's now a part of. Um, but your but your question: Does he really think this thing's going to work? Uh, I guess I think he hope. I guess he hope he hopes that it will. And right, you may hope, but you you obviously have to have an opinion. Yeah, I, I don't think that he believes that. I mean, it is if, if you hooked him up to a lot of technical yes. test, um, you know, and he was ha- he was having to answer truthfully. Um, yeah, boy, I, I I think he'd probably say, yeah, prob- probably not, probably not. But he's um, all in it. But, but what's he funny, is no, he's all look. I'll give I'll give him credit. Look, he he's got more money than obviously he, he will ever need, and he'll feed his his kids and his kids' kids and his kids' kids' kids, all those things. Um. And but um, so for him to go back and wrestle again, yeah, sure, it's choreographed, it's all of those. But these guys still get hurt, right? These they you still put your bodies through. Some you know a little pain here, and if he gets back out and wrestles, he's doing it only to help this league for no other reason, not for the money, because it's not like this league's going to take off and make a ton of money. It lost a lot of money last year, you know. It's lo- it's losing money, but now they do have deals uh, with ESPN. Well, so did those um, I, I, I get it, but yeah, but but remember the last year was it? Last year they they were it was like free. They weren't they weren't making any money. I'm not sure what the TV deals are with. You know, ESPN, Disney, ABC, whatever, and Fox. I'm not sure what the deals are if they're actually 
paying these leagues anything. I'm not sure. But remember before, uh, they were there was no. I mean, they were like it was like free, free, you know, free programming. Uh, I don't know. But but to me, the only way, the only way they can make this thing work is to find a way to tie fantasy football in daily sports wagering. And, you know, make gambling, like, I, I'm sure there's lines and stuff. I know there's lines and stuff. And I'm, 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 so I'm assuming you can, you can bet on these games. But they need to find a way to tie fantasy sports in, have drafts and things like that. Some, that's the only way. The only way you can make this work well, is, is to tie in with, with gamblers and daily fantasy sports. Well, as sports. I go back to The Rock being a smart business guy, don't you think he's probably already thought of that? Or they I would think so. But that's the only way. Because, look, you're not – there's you don't have a bunch of big names, right? We mentioned the AFL and the USFL of years ago. They, they were able to compete with the, the NFL for players. They could they, – they, you know, Herschel Walker, Steve Young, Reggie White. Those guys were all uh, USFL players. Um, you're not getting those. Like you said earlier, it would be like, you know, today – uh, the UFL, the NFL competing for the services of Caleb Williams. Well, that's not happening. And, and, that's and not re- happening. And remember, we talk – yes, yes, The Rock has a lot of money. He doesn't have Vince McMahon money. Remember Vince McMahon came in? I, I budgeted. I know I'm going to lose however many tens of million dollars. And if Vince McMahon can't make it or decides to pull out the project, The Rock can't be in it for long. Let me ask you, uh, Casey, will you, will you watch any of the UFL? All right, so I'm I'm right now looking up the quarterbacks, and can I read off the the six that I have written down so far? <laughs> sure, can I just read those out? Sure. Okay, because yeah. we we talk about quarterbacks, that's what people watch. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I didn't write down the team that they're playing for. DeAndre Francois. Oh wow, Matt Corral. Oh, first, co- first coast high, right? Mm-hmm. DeAndre Francois. Yeah, no, uh, no. I don't know. That was DeAndre Johnson. It, it, okay, East Carolina Johnson. was where he was where he played college. Okay. Yeah, uh, Matt Corral. Yeah, Chuck had Chuck had it confused a little bit, but that but Matt Corral's a notable name. Yeah, so that, we, we know who he is. That, that's yep. the only one that jumps off the page right now. Well, Fran, well, Fran, well, Francois was at FSU, FSU for a while. Yes. Okay, right. yeah, that's right, that's right. Holton Eilers, never heard of. Him. Never heard of Jarrett Guan Guanarterno. Guantanamo Bay. No, he he, Jarrett, play, he, yeah, he he played for Tennessee. Okay. He played Tennessee. Um, I might be cheering for this guy because he's one letter off. Case Cookus. Yeah, I don't know who that is. And the one that I'm at right now is Davis Cheek. I'm a Cheek <laughs> fan. Okay. Uh, right, I, 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 you know, the I, it's not appealing to me, so no. But, again, going back to my original idea, let's pose this question, okay? Derrick Henry, coming out of Yulee, gets a choice. You want to go play in Alabama, or you want to get drafted by the UFL? You mean to tell me your eyes wouldn't be on where Derrick Henry's going right now to play right now instead of these no-name people that we're not watching? That's the no, idea that no. I had. Yeah, but see, people and, uh, around he's here, just a yeah, running back. But, yeah, no, no, running no, back. no, 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 no. I, I know that, but no, not really. No, no. I, I mean, think we, the problem we, is college. We would around here because we know who Derrick Henry is. But someone in Tupelo, Mississippi, or Dallas, Texas, they don't give a damn who Derrick Henry was out of high school. I think what you guys are misunderstanding. I'm still going to watch Florida football. Look who our quarterback is now. Nobody last year was asking for grammar. We were all up in arms, like. Why are they not pursuing somebody else in the transfer portal? 
why Graham Ertz, right? Am I the, right? The Grant, well, the Graham Mertz. You forgot the M, but that's uh, okay. Uh, Zach Ertz's uh, brother. Right. It, did, I, did, I thought I said it. Mertz, my bad. You said Ertz, but that's okay. Okay. Oh, by the way, A.J. McCarron uh, from Alabama is going to be in the UFL. <laughs> so there you go. I just want to see his girlfriend. If, if they're, if they're <laughs> but, still together, but, that's all I but care again, about. That. I'm still going to cheer for college football, guys. That's what like that's I love watching. Well, college no, no, football. no, no. I, I get that, but again, it that would never happen because Chuck's point was great. The the NFL already has a minor league, and they don't pay anything for it. It's called college football. They they would have no reason to invest in the UFL. Zero reason at all. And again, if you take the 17 and 18 year olds, 19 year olds, no one's going to watch that because there's no name brand recognition, and it would be a worse. It would be it wouldn't be a good product because of all the of all of the handful of 17, 18, and 19 year olds that do make it. There's a lot of them that, that don't make it. I just, I just, yeah, I, I, I like you thinking outside of the box. That's that's you know I do, but I don't think there's any way in the world that would ever work because I wouldn't watch it. And and I love football. I wouldn't I'm go and cry I'm in a, the corner you know, right now. I, I know you can go. That's okay. You can go cry in the corner if you want to. That's but you fine. know what? Uh, go ahead, Chuck. Back to all that UFL and the Rock. You know, if the UFL fails in two years, you know the next year there'll be some guy saying, "Guess what? I have a plan that'll make it." Michael Hughes is somewhere saying he's got a plan. It. Michael Hughes is somewhere saying, "Hey, I, I, I'm all in. I will make this league will make it." Yeah. <laughs> hey, so tell folks our two poll questions, Casey, and where do people stand? All right, so All-Site Contracting Inc. brought us two poll questions today, and we actually had an emergency one uh, that came. Yes. So with the increase in the cap, do you think the Jags should be more aggressive towards the top ten free agents in the NFL, excluding Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins? It's leading the way with a yes, duh. I think we should uh, definitely try to get the uh, Kansas City Chief, Chris uh, Jones. And the second one, from Allside Contracting Inc. is over under two and a half years for the new UFL. Under two and a half is leading the way at 66.7 in our emergency one. Would you want to do away with the NFL salary cap? Leading the way, keep it. Yeah. What percentage is there? 86.4. Yeah, see, check. Yeah, yeah. see, you're, see, check. It's, it's, you can't do that. You can't get rid of the salary cap, man. You can't they do didn't it. Have it one time, you know. The competitive balance they didn't is have gone. They have many years. They have a tool. Uh, 94, 95. Look, as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I'm all for it. Get rid of it because then the Cowboys will will then be, you know, in, in playing for Super Bowls again. Hell, we haven't, we haven't even played era. for an NFC Championship game in the last 28 years. And see, there's something whenever all these people that are listening that or you know, or who you talk to, they're a conspiracy theorist, and they think the NFL, they, they, they subscribe to Arian Foster. Hey, we, we all have scripts, and it's all fake. Uh, look, look, there's, that's, that's impossible for me. There's no way in the world that's the case. Because if it were the case, the team that's the most hated and most loved in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, would not have gone 28 years without at least making one Super Bowl appearance. Think about it. I mean, they, just they, they would be in, the, they'd be, they'd be in the Super Bowl every three or four years at least. They may not win it, but if it were scripted, they would be in it. Hey, did you? Would you do you agree with that? Yeah. The Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, they're they the, the, the most hated great. and most loved team in, the, in maybe in all the sports. And they're right now they're the team, team joke. I call them Team T's every year. It's our year as a fan. But they're, they're the butt of all the jokes. Yeah, if they could be in the Super Bowl, I think the NFL would probably love that. Yeah. If you Go had ahead, a Dallas, Dallas, Kansas City Super Bowl, 
Yeah. So I don't know if you heard real quick, kind of getting off the subject real quick. Anthony Rendon, did you hear his comments this week saying, you know, plays for Angels? He doesn't really love baseball. He looks at it as his job. And people just kind of lost their minds. And I guess that's not the best thing. My point is I, I, I laugh when people in, with sports just go crazy when someone that's a, that's a star doesn't just love it. I mean, it's a jo- if it's a job, do we hope he would love it? Yes. Because he doesn't love it, we just act like he's just the worst person yeah. in the history of sports. Hey, what? You know, I, I, yeah. There, there's a lot of people, athletes, that yes. have come out and said, "I don't love, I don't love uh, sports, but I do it. I'm good at it." There's a lot of there's a right. lot of them in the past that there's have come out and said that. Let me ask you guys this: like he's just the biggest jerk. You know, what do you mean you don't love baseball? You know, is it, look at the, the thousands of minor league players that would kill just to you know play one game in the major leagues. Well. They're not good enough. They're hey, well, good what, enough. what are your what are you guys' thoughts on uh, the new college football uh, video game coming out that they're offering players six hundred bucks and a free copy of the uh, to be you know they say you, you look let us use your your name your school and you, we'll give you six hundred bucks and a copy of the game. So you think it's a good deal? The college that game went away for a lot of years, right? Because That's of right. that issue, mm-hmm. because of the licensing issue. I think yeah. now it's back. I that's, I have no problem with it. Casey, I think it's fine. I mean, I could use six hundred bucks right now, so sure. <laughs> but I mean, to them, it's probably like picking up a penny off the side of the road. So really, like it's not. But a big you deal. know what? It, but you know what it kind of does, though. I think a little bit is uh, where it does help these players because there's a lot of these players that uh, you know say when you talk about nil, all of a sudden because more more kids play video games. Than watch sports when it comes to like MLB the Show or uh, NBA 2K, whatever the hell it's called, or, or Madden or this new college football game that's going to reappear. More, there's far more people that play those games, and the the generation preceding us than actual watch. Would you agree with that? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds that play those video games than actually watch sports. Would you agree with that? Well, you know, sure. Last week's day, last week's Daytona 500, William Byron, he didn't come up racing. He came up playing video games, iRacing. racing. That's how he got into racing. And his dad was rich and was able to get him like. Yeah. So, so, I, so, so I say the reason I brought that up was because you, you know, you take these. If you agree to pay the six hundred bucks, or or get six hundred dollars and then a free copy of the video game, now all of a sudden. They're, you're getting far more exposure than you've ever received before, and these kids are playing games, and they now, well, well, I don't know, I, I know who this guy was. And then maybe they start following that person as a player and as, as a person, and it's just another avenue stream to make money. More, far more than just the 600 bucks. I mean, there's a way, you know, ways you can turn, parlay that into more money. Because now, again, NIO money or people following you or whatever it is. Anyway, all right, we'll step aside for, I think, we're our final break of the show. We'll come back and close that up with on, on this day in sports. And I mentioned earlier as far as college football not being able to get out of its own way. I, boy, um, in terms of now wanting to, you know, you haven't played your 12-team playoff. Let's go ahead and talk about expanding to 14 or 16, which I think will happen. And I'm okay with that. But uh, some, I think some changes that they could make to the college football calendar that would absolutely be a big boost for college football. 
that morgue to close it out for the Yellow House in Tinseltown on 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. And welcome back to close it out from the old house in Tinseltown. 641 641-1010. Glad to have you along with us. We'll close that on this day in sports. As we're watching a little Florida Vandy basketball, Florida about 13 with a minute and a half to go in the first half. And I'll hang out here and watch the second half before I get out of here. So come on, say hello. The the, the uh, outside patio is uh, Daniel Ford now, Chuck. I guess they're here waiting for you to finish so you can sign autographs. Yeah. Must yeah. be what's going on. I pull a questions out there. Are these over under two and a half years for the UFL? Then also the Jaguars make a uh, – uh, take a look at – you know, maybe the top 10 free agents now that are $25 million under the cap. And I mentioned earlier in the show, look, you go and you you make moves by maybe cutting Brandon Sheriff, uh, Foley Potacossi, um, Darius Williams, Rayshon Jenkins. You just make those moves alone. You're now, and, and you make those post June 1st cuts, meaning you can spread the uh, the cap pit over two years instead of taking all of it. Now, you can get $75 million under the cap, and you can become major players in free agency, whereas it looked like before you, you may be up against it just trying to keep your own. Uh, you can absolutely – Jose Jones another one you'd have to, to part ways with and, and to get to that $75 million mark. But of all the players I've mentioned um, – is there any one of those, Chuck or Casey, that said, man, we really need to keep that guy? Any of them? Mm. I don't think it, no. no. I say no. Yeah, exactly. No, right? The answer is no. So you get $75 million under making those moves. Now you make a, a couple of hits uh, in free agency. But the key, though, as we've talked about, the, the, the key still is you've got to find a way to hit on the, you know, hit on drafted players. And also, you know, sign, you know, hopefully you hit on it, and then you can sign your drafted players to those second contracts instead of having to go out and overpay greatly uh, in free agency, which, again, right now they're starting 22 that appeared in the postseason last year. I think 14 of the 22 are free agent players. 14. You don't win that way. You win by having 14 to 16 being guys you drafted and a handful being uh, free agents. Amongst your starting, uh, you're starting 22. And the other was, you know, that quickie poll question was, uh, again, brought to you by all-site contracting. Um, well, do you think the NFL should do away with the salary cap? And and, uh, uh, and obviously the answer was a resounding no. you got to keep it. Well, you know, there's been a lot of parity in NFL lately. You know, there hasn't been any team that's won, you know, that's been dominating. So the salary cap has really done its job. So, <laughs> yeah. Is okay. it the is it the purpose of the sa- yeah, is, so is the purpose of salary cap to make parity where a team doesn't dominate? Well, guess what we we had a dynasty in the Patriots for how many years, and now we have looks like another dynasty. You you do well because you've got the best player on the planet and Patrick Mahomes. I, I get that, and you had the best quarterback on the planet for forever with Tom Brady. Which, yes, but but the rule is though every year. They're flipping playoff teams, right? That, that's parity. When you've got 14 teams to make the playoffs, and every year you have five to seven different teams every year that make the playoffs. That's, there's, there's your parity. And we, I, and we're going to do, uh, you know, Gary, 
Dolphin Gary called in earlier. We're going to do his uh, music list. list. Six songs. Six. Not, not five, but six. For six. Reason. But real quick, has, has it come apparent now, and I think this is the right decision, that the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams and deal with Justin Fields? Yeah, I, that's, I'm that's, all for that because I've heard people come out and say, no, it's the wrong thing to do. It's the right thing to Fields. do. Look, we don't know what Caleb Williams is. We, I think we know what Justin Fields, he's not terrible. He's average at best, average to good. He's, I think, okay, not, so when you look at the upside, with, 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 yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. When you look at the upside for Caleb Williams, uh, the upside is top five quarterback in the NFL. I mean, downside could be a bust, right? Anybody could be a bust, yes. right? But the upside is top five in the NFL. The upside to me – for Justin Fields, we still don't know exactly what Justin Fields is completely. His 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 complete body of work, obviously, and where he where he could get to. But I don't think that it's it's anywhere close to top five. I mean, he could possibly be a quarterback that you could win a Super Bowl with with a bunch of guys around him. But maybe a top ten or twelve quarterback, maybe. So and and by trading him and drafting Caleb Williams, you also reset the clock in terms of what you're paying for your quarterback position. Because and, if you could keep – Right. Rookie sal- – Yeah, the rookie salary cap. About, that's another thing I didn't think about, rookie salary cap. Mm-hmm. And is Caleb Williams going to be Patrick Holmes? Probably not, but there's always a slight chance. And if they pass on him and he becomes Patrick Holmes, can you just imagine how oh, you would be kicking, I know. Yourself, kicking yourself, how you would be kicking yourself? And I, I you just got to – you got to take that chance, I think. Yeah, I, I, cause with, because with Phil, this is what's crazy to me is – the quarterback market right now, we're going to get Gary's list here in a moment, but um, guys that are free agents, Baker Mayfield, they're saying, and he had a hell of a year, hell of a year, but they're saying his his contract is probably going to be close to what Geno Smith got three years for twenty three years for $75 million, or so $25 million a year. Uh, then they talk about, and that's, that's wow. a bargain. Wow. That's a bargain of who would get him. Uh, and then Kirk Cousins. They're saying he may he might get thirty five million dollars a year, but right now I would take either one of those over Justin Fields. But the team that trades for Justin Fields are talking they're to pay him forty five million dollars a year because he's younger. You get you give a point. So would you right now? Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Justin Fields? That's true, and it's not. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields? Probably Kirk Cousins, I guess. I both are look, both are good quarterbacks, which neither one is going to get you a Super Bowl, I don't think. But they're both. But there, but uh, I, I guess it comes to upside. They're thinking, okay, well, what is the possible upside and, and the longevity uh, for Justin Fields compared to the other two? I'm but just, I'm but man, but that much of a money difference. You're almost talking about double the money in annual compensation for a Justin Fields contract compared to a Baker Mayfield contract. I guess it I'm seems just, silly. I guess I'm just surprised at the talking heads, how much support there is for Justin Fields. This is not an anti-Justin Fields thing. This is a what Caleb Williams could possibly be. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right, so real quick, rating the top six songs. The, every week, Gary calls in, gives us six songs, gives it a, a certain year, and he wants us to rank them. And then Casey's done a good job of, after we get said list early on, is he finds a way to, to roll he rolls some of those into our uh, mix. Yeah, over our the, mix the, tape. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. During the, the, the rest of the show. So we've got Power of Love, 
We've got one more night. Boys of Summer. Six. Out of touch. Careless Whisper. Easy Lover. I mean, me. I, I'm Boys of Summer is one for me. Oh, Power of Love's two for me. Easy Lover's three for me. Out of touch. One more night. And Careless Whisper. That's how I rank my six. Chuck, go. All right, I'll go out of touch one, one more night two, easy loving three, uh, power love four, careless whisper five, and boys of summer a lap down in sixth. Okay. In NASCAR terms, you understand NASCAR. Casey Dobson. Uh, I got to go with my boy Phil in the first top two. Sorry, guys. Easy loving. One more night. How, how, that's pretty cool that easy he had lover, two. By, it's easy lover, by the easy way. Easy lover. Love Sorry. It's yeah, either lover. I, I need love apparently <laughs> something. Love, it, love, it can be, love it can be easy, but it's easy lover. Been speaking, yeah, you've been. You know. So, uh, Phil, you're getting my top two, and then I'm going to go with Boys of Summer. And when you hear a certain song, I think you guys were talking about it earlier. Does it make you want to watch the movie or show that it was associated with? Because I heard Huey Lewis, and I was like, I want to watch Back to the Future now. So, Back to the Future, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'd be, that, that song's going to be number four. And, I mean, probably Careless Whisper and Out of Touch. Out of Touch last? Oh, it's a great song. Well, sorry, Chuck, you, you, you're stay too disappointed. In stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. How about I just seen, wow, Monday night, full rack of ribs for $16. How about yeah, that? Oh, look at Kids eat free on Tuesdays. Wow, I just seen some other promos popped up here. You know, wing, you know, wing Wednesday, twelve wings for twelve bucks. Uh, now specials, like you know, remember back way, way back when it was like, you know, like, you know, fifty cent wing night. You know, you can get wings for fifty cents a piece. That was the deal. Now, I mean, get a, a wing for a buck a piece is a good deal. <laughs> it's, 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 hey, say that's a low price, as they say. All right, so on this day in sports, <laughs> back nineteen eighty. What happened on this day in 1980, Chuck? Well, I know two days ago, 1980, was a miracle on ice. That's correct. But this day, 1980? Yeah. Oh, did they win the uh, They gold won the gold, medal? yes. Which people forget about. People forget about. Finland, right? How, how many? It, it was, uh, yeah. So how many people, if you were to, if we were to, like, walk around, what are you, there's probably, what, 50 people in the outside patio area right now? Mm-hmm. 50? If we were to go ask these 50 people, who did the United States Beat in 1980 to win U.S. gold. They How many Russia. of the 50 would say Russia? Yeah, a lot. Right? Right? But it well, wasn't. My follow-up question to that is, if the U.S. would have lost to Finland, how big would it still be as big as beating Russia? It would have been big, but would it have been as big? I Probably not, but still would have yeah, been big. Yeah, it would have taken some of the luster away yeah. had they not. I, I think in that game, they were down one nothing to Finland early. I think they had to come back. To win that game, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I've been wrong about things before, but I think I'm right about that. Um, and also on this date, 1980, the winter uh, games closed in Lake Placid. Um, hey, boys, the summer's yeah, on here. That played in that? the background. I'm like, yeah, somebody stole our playlist. Woo, somebody did They played the playlist. worst song for the list, though. That's the only problem. How about Victor Women uh, Yama last night went for 27, 10, 8, 5, and 5. Like the third, what, third or fourth player ever, maybe second rookie ever other than Jordan to have uh, a 5 by 5. 
and he did it in 31 minutes. Could you imagine if Wimbine Yama puts on like 30 pounds? Because right now he's like 7'4", with a wingspan of like a 7'8", dude. Seven, four. And he goes for like, two, I think he's 210 pounds. What if he puts on 30 more pounds and he's 7'4", 240 and fills out? How good could this guy be? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy's unreal, man. And he's, and he's, he's 19 years old, Chuck and Casey. 19. At this date, 1987, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored his 36,000th NBA point. On this date, 19. 19- 87. Um, how about uh, Wayne Gretzky, 1982, scored an NHL record 78th goal and route to his to 92 on the season. And my son sent me something the other day. We talk about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, and he has been great. I mean, look, uh, three Super Bowl wins, right, four appearances, uh, the only two times he hasn't made it to the Super Bowl as a starting quarterback, he lost in overtime games. Um, and the MVP, Super Bowl MVPs. How about Wayne Gretzky's first nine years? Uh, like like six or seven MVPs, uh, uh, nine first team, uh, like all whatever they're all pro is in hockey. I wish I could find it, man. My goodness. Uh, the, 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 the Smythe Award. The Smythe, yeah, the Smythe. I think he, yeah, I think it was like nine Smythe Awards out of nine, or or, or something crazy like that. But uh, yeah, he's um, the guy's been crazy, man. The guy's been absolutely uh, insane. Let me ask you guys something uh, as we get out of here real quick. So we've talked about this briefly in the past. National Signing Day, College National Signing Day. Do you, do you like the early signing day and the late one, or do you think we should just get back to having one? I like going back to have one, but just what have would one. you say, Casey? Just have one. Yeah, and, and, yeah and, and I agree. Think about having when they have National Signing Day in December. It would be like the NFL holding their draft in mid-January. Well, they used to hold in December. Did the they? NFL draft. Did yep. they? Yes. I did it not. used to be in December, early January. Well, they got smart and moved it right outside of the, the actual, it, you know, in, in you know, in season. I mean, it would be right. It, it would be like that. It would be, let's. Um, I don't know. We've got a stretch run in the NFL season. Well, doesn't the NBA the hold the draft like during the playoffs? No, NBA doesn't. Uh, no, June, no, isn't it? no, no, no. They had the draft lottery. They announced a draft lottery. The draft is well, it's after the playoffs. Come on, Chuck. All right, if it is, it's not by much. It's after, trust trust me, Chuck. It's after the playoffs. Now, Major League Baseball, they hold the draft in season because it's like 98 rounds. But, no, NBA is after the season. You know, it's funny it would be draft you say that, but it's down to like six or seven rounds. It used to be 40-something, 50-something. I think it's down to like maybe. NBA? No, the NFL? MLB. No, MLB, no, MLB sells a ton. No, it's down to like only a few rounds. I think you're wrong. I think I'm right. Well, we'll look it up, and I guess we'll have to touch on that subject next week because we're out of time. So, for for the five, well, Phil Collins gets us out of here in the background. So, for Chuck Elliott, for the fine folks here, the Yellow House in Tinseltown, for Casey Dobson. Until next Saturday, I'm Ron Compton. See ya.